morning, everyone. Good morning. And a very warm welcome to worship with Paisley St George's. We're delighted to welcome Alan Wright back to accompany us this morning. Alan, it's good to have you leading our music today. Now, there is now no legal requirement to wear masks while worshipping. It's entirely up to yourselves what you do. But we do ask that you wear masks while moving about the buildings. The north transept, the area to my left, is set aside for folks who wish to continue to maintain a distance between themselves and others. And the balcony is also open. Today is Palm Sunday and as you came in, you should all have been given a Palm Cross. And the rest of the intimations will follow later when the youngsters have gone out to Sunday school. I, I think there's a lot of ladies very pleased to be described as youngsters, but we're all young in God's eyes. We look for an all-powerful king, but Jesus confidently comes among us as an ordinary commoner. How extraordinary. Are we still looking for God in the wrong places? Let's worship God by standing if able, and if we wished without masks to sing hymn number 364, all glory, laud and honour, hymn 364.
let's now come to God. Let's now come to God in prayer. Let's pray. Living God, on this Palm Sunday morning, we bring you our hosannas, for you are an almighty God. We bring you our praise, for you are a wonderful God. We bring you our dreams, for you are a faithful God. We bring you our discipleship, for you are an encouraging God. We bring you our hearts, for you are a loving God in whom we trust. On this Palm Sunday morning, Lord of power and humility, the crowds roared, their spirits soared, for you were a king, their king. They longed for your rule, though you rode on a donkey, for you were a king, their king. And here today, as we worship and pray, we adore you as king, our king. We worship you as our king. You are our king, and we are sorry, Lord, for the moments when our hosannas are loud but lacking in love, when we chase the lure of worldly power but miss the signs of heavenly glory, when we choose popularity over integrity, when we would silence those who speak the truth and are silent when we could speak out. Forgive us and inspire our steps as we follow you to the cross and beyond. Lord, we thank you that through your great love and the gift of your son and his life, our sins are forgiven. We pray that through the power of your spirit, we may be strengthened to follow you more closely, to love you more strongly, and to help bring others to know of your great love. All this we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Good morning, Alexander. It's good to see you. <laughs> wonder what's in the bag today. Do you want to see? What's in it? Nothing. Why have I not brought anything today? No, I didn't bring anything because I thought you were bringing something in. What have you brought in today? A palm. Can I hold that one up? Is that all right? Look at this that the children made last week. Palm branches. And what's at the top of the palm branch? Hands. So it's your palms. Why have you got that with you today? Because it's... It's Palm Sunday. Mm -hmm. But before we go on to Palm Sunday, what about this? It's bigger. Oh, one more week to wait. One more week until we can let the hallelujahs out. Are they still there? What do you think? Oh, I think the sounds of them might be more in there, but I don't know. But the hallelujahs are still in there. So, 
that's for next Sunday. But let's hear what happened on Palm Sunday. But instead of hearing from a person's voice, let's hear from the donkey. Will we hear from the donkey? Oh, imagine I'm the donkey. <laughs> okay. Hello, I'd like to tell you about what happened to me one day. Well, there I was, munching on a mouthful of hay, because that's what donkeys do, when along came these two men, and they started to untie me from the wall. I suppose some donkeys would have been pleased, but me, I wasn't very keen. Besides, my mother always told me not to go off with strangers. So I dug my hoofs in and refused to budge. You should have seen them trying to move me. Can you imagine trying to pull a donkey that wouldn't move? Oh, they pulled me from the front. They pushed me from behind. They got cross and waved their arms about. And they used some words which well-brought-up religious people shouldn't even have known. Then, just as it was getting really interesting, my owner came out and spoilt it. He said, hey, what do you think you're doing with my donkey? Well, these men just said, the master needs it. And my master, do you know what he said? He said, all right, now you stop mucking about and go with these people. Mucking about, indeed. I nearly said, you ain't seen nothing yet. But I remembered some advice my mum gave me. Never talk to humans, she said. It upsets them. They like to think that they're the only ones who can do it. So off we went and I had the time of my life. Let me tell you what happened. When we got near Jerusalem, we met up with Jesus and his friends. Jesus sat on my back and off we went into the town. What a racket! People were singing, dancing, and spreading their clothes on the road for me to walk on. Their clothes on the road for me to walk on. Oh, I was getting a bit worried in case there would be trouble because some of the important leaders came over and they gave Thomas a message for Jesus. So Thomas, Thomas went up to Jesus and he said, eh, Jesus, some of the lawyers have asked if you can shut the people up. That wasn't a very polite way of putting it, was it? Should have been asked them to be quiet. Mm. And Jesus answered, get them to be quiet? Impossible. There's so much joy around that if the people didn't shout, the stones would probably shout. That told them. Mind you, it was a bit scary. I thought for a minute that Jesus was actually going to take over. And revolutions aren't really my kind of thing. But he just went to the temple and caused a bit of a scene while I was tied up outside. It turned out that Jesus didn't like the traders selling things in the temple. And so he threw them out. Jolly good thing too. Well then, then Thomas and Andrew, they took me home. I didn't think much of their chat. It wasn't a very good chat. Thomas thought it was strange and wondered why Jesus didn't ride a horse like a real king. Instead of this, Instead of the scruffy old donkey, me, a scruffy old donkey. I tell you, I nearly refused to go another step. Scruffy donkey indeed. But my mum always said, never cut off your nose to spite your face. So as we were going home and I was tired, I pretended that I hadn't heard. 
Then I heard Andrew say that Jesus doesn't want to be the kind of king who's afraid, everyone's afraid of. He loves the people and he wants them to love him. So he didn't want anything impressive. He just wanted an ordinary mule, an ordinary donkey, an ordinary mule. Ordinary and mule? I bet I've got a better pedigree than either of those two fellows. They'll never know how close they came to being in real trouble. But we were nearly home. So I just kept on going. I liked Jesus. He seemed different and he treated me well. Yes, I like Jesus. But his friends, oh dear, I'm afraid they've got an awful lot to learn. So there's the story of the donkey. And so what happened as Jesus rode into Jerusalem on the donkey? Can you remember, Alexander? What did the people do? They shouted. They shouted, Hosanna. And they waved their palm branches, didn't they? So as we sing our next hymn, I wonder if these young people in the front row would be kind enough to walk around the church and wave their palm branches. And can you keep these ladies in order, Alexander? Do you think you can do that? Yes, so. And the rest of us, well, we might not have palm branches to wave. We've got our palms, we've got these palms. And if you can juggle a hymn book and wave your hand at the same time, that would be good. So we're going to sing the hymn, 367, the hymn, Hosanna, Loud Hosanna.
We're much quieter than the crowds were at Jerusalem. <laughs> we turn now to the intimations. The intimations are mainly in the order of service. There is a note there of the Holy Week services, which will be held between St George's Cossey Side and St George's Outreach Centre on every night of Holy Week, Monday through to Friday. The Thursday evening service and the Friday evening services will both be live streamed and at the Thursday evening service we will celebrate the Sacrament of Holy Communion. All of the services start at 7pm. The Kirk Session is called to meet in St George's Outreach Centre on Thursday, Tuesday, sorry, the 19th of April at 7.30pm. We've been talking for a wee while about the civic reception that will take place at the Outreach Centre on Sunday the 24th of April with an all-age service at 11am followed by a civic reception. This is a great opportunity to make new friends and to spend some time together, something that's been a wee bit difficult over the past two years. There are green sheets available over next to the sound desk where the beadle is. If you wish to go and you haven't already filled one of these in, the deadline for returning it is next Sunday, Sunday the 17th of April. Irene, has a, Irene Gemmel has a wee note in looking for items for, for news from the pews. So Irene would like these by Sunday the 24th of April. And going back to the anniversary service, we're looking for materials of anything that's happened in Glenburn Parish Church, George Street Church, St George's, etc., to go on a display at the, for after the service on the 24th of April. And the admin email address is there to be, for them to be sent to, or you can give them to Stephen, who does this videoing for us any Sunday. Well, probably this Sunday or next Sunday, yes. Now, going back to this coming week, on Friday there will be a walk of witness leaving from Paisley North Church at, as far as I can see, 11am. The fundraising sale for Release International that Moira spoke about last week will take place in the large hall after worship, so please come through after worship and tea and coffee will be available as usual. Stuart, am I right in saying there's some pastries left over? There are pastries left over from yesterday's ladies' breakfast. And at that point, let me say thank you to all the gentlemen who organised yesterday's ladies' breakfast. I think it was a good success, so thank you, gentlemen. Next Sunday, as we all know, is Easter Sunday. And in the past, both Stowbray and Glenburn would have had their traditions. Well, we're now St George's, and we will, over time, build new traditions. In the past, Stowbray would have held an Easter picnic after worship, but the business team took the decision for various reasons that this year this should not take place. However, the tea bar will serve sandwiches and cakes next Sunday. So, there we go. And I've reminded you about the civic reception. Oh, and go back again to civic reception. There's lots of plans afoot for this, and one part of this is to make table decorations in cups and saucers. So if you have any teacups and saucers that you would like to recycle, and how many of us don't have, 
Please speak to Leslie in the session house after the service or you can contact her through the session clerk's details on the back of the order of service. And as far as I know, these are all the intimations. So we turn now to scripture, which will be read for us this morning by Margaret. Good morning. Good morning. Our first lesson uh, is from the book of Philippians, Paul's letter to the church at Philippi, and it's chapter 2, verses 5 to 11. Philippians 2, uh, verse 5. Take to heart among yourselves what you find in Christ Jesus. He was in the form of God, yet he laid no claim to equality with God, but made himself nothing, assuming the form of a slave, Bearing the human likeness, shading the human lot. He humbled himself and was obedient even to the point of death, death on a cross. Therefore God raised him to the heights and bestowed on him the name above all names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven, on earth and in the depths, and every tongue proclaim, Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. We turn now to the Gospel reading, which can be found in Luke's Gospel, Luke chapter 19, reading from verse 28 to verse 40. With that, Jesus set out on the ascent to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called Olivet, he sent off two of the disciples, telling them, Go into the village opposite. As you enter it, you will find tethered there a colt, which no one has yet ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks why you're untying it, say, The master needs it. The two went on their errand and found everything just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked, why are you untying that coat? They answered, the master needs it. So they brought the coat to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it for Jesus to mount. As he went along, people laid their cloaks on the road. And when he reached the descent from the Mount of Olives, the whole company of his disciples in their joy began to sing aloud the praises of God for all the great things they had seen. Blessed is he who comes as king in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven, glory in highest heaven. Some Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, restrain your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if my disciples are silent, the stones will shout out aloud. Amen, and may God bless these readings from his holy word. And let us now bow at the name of Jesus as we sing from the church hymnary number 458, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Hymn 458.
Well, as we can't have failed to notice, today is Palm Sunday. The day when we remember Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a donkey. Jesus coming to celebrate the Passover. Jesus being seen as the long-expected Messiah. At that time, Jerusalem would have been packed with folks from all over coming to celebrate the Passover. And I'm sure that I'm not alone in picturing in my mind's eye the people standing, crammed together, listening to cheers, Hosanna, Hosanna, and trying to see past one another. You know how it is, you're up on tiptoe trying to see what's happening. Trying to look to the sight of Jesus entering the city on a donkey. And as Jesus entered the city on the donkey, he knew what the week would bring. He knew how the week would end. And we too know how the week will end, for we have the advantage of hindsight. We see how the week begins. We see the events from the Passover feast, the sharing of the traditional meal, to the unexpected foot washing, to the betrayal and denial of Jesus, to the crucifixion and the burial. And yes, yes, we see ahead to the joy of Easter morning. But today, let's remain in that moment as Jesus enters Jerusalem. I'd like to share with you a reflection written by David Ogston, a talented minister and writer who died some years ago. David wrote, Pam Sunday man, who are you? You are not the teacher who spoke in parables so that others had to think about their meaning. You are not the healer who performed cures and then told people to go and tell no one. You are not the solitary man who sometimes went off by yourself to be anonymous. You are not the critic of the Pharisees who scolded them for parading their religion. Today you let go of the person who did good by stealth. Today you choose not to be anonymous. Today you head up your own parade on a beast of burden. Palm Sunday man, who are you? You never lose your capacity to surprise us. Just when we had you down as a man who sometimes fled from the crowd and the hysteria of crowds, you come to the city with a crowd cheering you on. And just when we thought that you might be content with the acclaim of the one person healed, the single individual set free, and the lonely leper brought out of exile, well, you invite the city to register that you are coming in. Just when we thought you had only 12 to teach, you enroll a multitude into your school of ideas. Palm Sunday man, who are you? You were never a self-publicist. You were never a celebrity as we understand that word today. You were never a smooth-tongued teacher offering cheap rewards to those who flung in their lot with you. In fact, you horrified many who could not cope with the hardships you promised them. Leave everything behind and follow you. 
take up a cross and fall in behind you. Love my enemies, sell my possessions and give to the poor. Pam Sunday man, who are you? You are now as you always are, the one who lives what he teaches. What you say about yourself, you are. You say you are the way, the truth, and the life. So the entry into Jerusalem is an affectionate tribute to John the Baptist and his demand, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Someone said to me this week, people may not believe what you say, but they believe what you do. The words of Zechariah are brought to glorious flower here. This is our king, humble and mounted on an ass, on a foal, the young of a she-ass. This is one of those times when it is not enough for Jesus to know the Bible. He becomes the Bible. Jesus said, I am the truth. Truth comes in by the front door, not by some hidden entrance, afraid to show its faith. Truth comes in such a way that all can see him and some can choose to shout, Hosanna, and some, some can choose to mutter, humbug. Truth comes demanding a verdict. Are you for me or against me? People have often spoken of a decisive moment in their lives when they realised that time had run out for them and they had to come down on one side or the other of the great divide. Jesus of Nazareth or somebody else or nobody else. I think the Jesus of the Palms is throwing down his ultimate challenge here. What do you think? Hosanna or humbug? Jesus said, I am the life. On Palm Sunday, we can look back to John the Baptist and see Jesus fulfilling his urgent demand, prepare the way of the Lord. We can look further back to Zechariah and see Jesus fulfilling his prophecy about the humble king. What is there on Palm Sunday to look forward to? It is the life yet to be lived, the protest yet to be made, the lonely act of courage, the challenge made to the city. And by city, we're meant to understand the powers that be, the establishment, the status quo. To follow the Palm Sunday man is to follow him as he questions political power, religious authority, and ultimate popular opinion, which always chooses Barabbas. We'll hate it, but it is where God wants us to be, out there in public. The words of David Ogston. Out there in public, doing our best, doing our best to do God's work, for we are Easter people. We know Christ crucified, buried, risen for us. We know that we are part of his team, the church, part of his team with different roles to play, different work to do, but all for his glory, all to share his love, his light, 
his grace with others. We do this. We do this because Jesus is the Messiah. Not the Messiah as was expected. Not the powerful ruler coming to overturn the foreign government. But the Son of God, fully human and fully divine, who always did the unexpected. As one of his disciples may have put it, one of the aspects of being with Jesus is you never quite know what's going to happen. How true is that? One of the aspects of being with Jesus is you never know quite what's going to happen. Each day is different and that can be both exciting and frightening, says the disciple, depending on your point of view. And as time moved on, Jesus spoke more and more and more about death. He spoke about how the Son of Man would be betrayed to the religious leaders, to the religious leaders who would sentence him to death. We didn't really understand back then what he meant, or if we did, we buried our heads well and truly in the sand, probably covered our ears as well. It couldn't possibly happen, not to Jesus, could it? So when he sent us off that day to fetch the colt, little did we realise that it was the beginning of the end. And had we? If we had, well, there was nothing we could have done to stop what was to become the inevitable. As we've heard, the owner of the colt was a bit short with us at first. He came rushing out of his house, his face full of anger. Oi, what are you up to? But when we said the words, the master needs it, his face changed completely and he was more than pleased for us to take his animal. We took it back to Jesus and the others, put some of our cloaks on it and helped Jesus get on. It couldn't have been very comfortable, although Jesus didn't seem bothered and we just continued our journey. As we neared the city, people must have known who Jesus was because some of them spread their cloaks on the road and began to shout, Hosanna, praise God, praise him who comes in the name of the Lord. I don't know how Jesus was able to sit there knowing that in a few days' time, some of those people who were shouting Hosanna, praise God, would be shouting, crucify, crucify. It's amazing how fickle we humans can be, how we're swayed by the crowd. It was getting quite late by then, and by the time we'd returned the colt and made our way to find Jesus and the others out at Bethany, it was almost dark, and we were ready for supper and our beds. I slept soundly that night, but I wonder how Jesus slept, knowing what the days ahead would bring. Well, we know what lies ahead for Jesus. And during this coming week, we will once again journey with Jesus through those events as we worship evening by evening in St George's at 7pm. On Monday, Tuesday and Friday, we will worship in St George's Cosyside. And on Wednesday and Thursday, we will worship in St George's Outreach Centre. We will journey to the cross and the tomb with Jesus and his friends before gathering here to worship once again on Easter Sunday. Palm Sunday, the beginning of a week that changed from the cheers of Hosanna to the shouts of crucify him to the joy of Easter morning. So let us journey with Christ through this week to remember all that he has done for us 
and all that he is doing for us and all that he will do for us. Amen. We continue in our worship by singing hymn 549, How Deep the Father's Love for Us, hymn 549. will be brought forward.
prayers this morning will be led for us by Margaret. Let us pray. Lord, accept these our offerings and use both the gifts of money and the gifts of our talents in your service. Amen. Now let us say our prayer of intercession, our prayer for others. Lord, we pray not for ourselves, but for others. We pray for those closest to us, family and friends. We know that there could be some difficult times ahead, perhaps due to health issues or worries about finance as the bills keep mounting up. We ask your blessings on all and help them as they travel life's road. We pray also for our town and our country. Give your guidance to all in positions of power and help them to make wise decisions. We pray as we look into the future, perhaps with fear that they will be able to help us out. We pray for the wider world as people still struggle with the effects COVID is having on their lives. We pray for people in other countries living in fear of drought, of forest fire or of war. People in Ukraine and other countries where bombs, gunfire and raids are an ever-present reality. As they fight to survive, may they feel supported and know that in the worst they are facing, they are never alone. As world leaders meet to decide the way ahead, grant them the wisdom to do your will. These prayers we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Saviour and your Son, who gave his life for us all and the Easter cross. Amen, and may God bless us all. Thank you, Margaret, and thank you too to Alan and the choir for the anthem. We close our service of worship this morning by singing hymn 370, Ride on, ride on, the time is right, and we'll sing it the more familiar tune from 365. So hymn number 370.
God grant you the exuberance of the Palm Sunday crowd and the humility of Jesus riding a donkey, the energy and excitement of the crowd and the calm holiness of Jesus, the expectation of the crowd and the understanding heart of Jesus who journeyed to Jerusalem for love of us all and the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit rest and be with you and all those whom you love this day and forevermore.